Welcome to The Gone Show, the show where my guests and I explore anything and anyone that is now gone or might as well be. On tonight's show, we'll be discussing those things that made the drivers of cars feel just like pilots. Of course, I'm talking about tail fins. And now, joining the world and beyond from the Gone Show studio in the American Midwest, the host of the Gone Show, Bannon Backus. Good evening and welcome to the Gone Show. Joining me tonight are Jay Stewart, who is a brain in a jar. As usual, it's a pleasure to be here. John Mad Jack Mitten, who died nearly 200 years ago in the United Kingdom and now manifests himself as an oversized mouth and mustache. 200 years! Has it really been that long? Time flies. And also joining us is Orson Escanaba, who is a yeti, or perhaps more colloquially, an abominable snowman. Tonight, I will be smoking a pipe. Uh, is is that okay with you guys? My neural containment system is filtered. Already dead here. Then, uh, yeah, you can go ahead and smoke your pipe. Yes, I intend to. I've never ever been a smoker, but I actually enjoy the smell of a tobacco pipe. Oh wow, you've got one of those with the really long stem. You uncultured wanker! The term for that style of pipe is churchwarden. John, if you call me a wanker for not knowing something like that again, I'm going to buy a squirt bottle from Target Dollar Spot, have it filled with holy water, and you can guess the rest. Well, that seems excessive. That seems excessive. How about you sliming me a couple of shows ago? It's like having a naughty house cat around. Dead, naughty house cat. So don't make me get the squirt bottle. Ooh, this kitty's got claws. Perhaps I should arrange a boom shakalaka between the two of you. For those unfamiliar, Boom Shakalaka is the ritualistic duel practiced by yetis, and no, that won't be necessary. Even though John's an obnoxious twit, God help me, I do consider him a friend. Besides, he's already dead. Do you mean it? That's the nicest thing that anyone's ever said to me. Get over here. Let's swap some saliva. John? Just joking. Perhaps now would be a good time to introduce tonight's topic. Thank you, Jay. You're absolutely right. So tonight we're going to be talking about something that probably more than any other topic that we've discussed, I wish would come back, and that is tail fins. Is this going to be a show about fish? No, what we're going to be talking about more specifically are automotive tail fins, which are nothing more than projections positioned on the rear corners of cars that are directed upward. But that clunky definition doesn't do them justice. In my opinion, they are just cool. I also found them to be the cat's pajamas. Cat's pajamas? What the hell is that supposed to mean? I am sufficiently familiar with humankind to have a basic knowledge of the automobile. But what purpose did these tail fins serve? Why are they no longer prevalent? Well, that's just the thing. They pretty much exist just to make a car look neat. Like streamers on the handlebar of a bicycle. Or a high, stiff collar worn during the daytime. So they serve no practical purpose? Well, according to my research, some statements made on behalf of automotive manufacturers back in the day make the case for tail fins serving as... 
stabilizers and aids in backing up a car, but I don't think that most people believe that. Especially today, I'm sure that most people see statements like those as marketing fodder. The dominance of humankind, in spite of its obsession with ornamentation, continues to astound me. Insanity. Nonsense. I don't know. I think that you would look quite nice in a high, stiff collar. Speaking of cars, I'm curious. How does your kind get around, Mr. Escanaba? Finally, a worthy topic. And I'm the one who gets a squirt bottle. As our numbers continue to grow and we continue to spread across this earth, our methods of transport now vary considerably, but our traditional form of transport is by Kiung. Kiung, what is that? The Kiung is native to the Tibetan Plateau. It is the world's largest species of wild ass. The largest species of wild ass, you say? Well, in light of my recent reprimand, I'll let this one go and wait until I hook a fish with a bigger tail fin. Good choice, John. For thousands of years, the Yeti have tamed the Kiyung and used it to journey across most of Eurasia. And I assure you, you will not find Yeti riding a Kiyung with tail fins. Now, uh, do you name the asses that you've tamed? Oh dear lord, continue to grant me the power of self-control. Indeed, the final act of taming a Kiyung is the naming of that Kiyung by the Yeti who tamed it. One of my proudest moments was the naming of my first Kiyung. What did you name your first Kiyung? I chose to endow my first Kiyung with the name of one of the most fearsome and formidable Yeti warriors from our brutal and bloody lineage. And what name is that? Fluffy. Well, I'm sure that your first ass gave you a great ride. My tongue is really starting to hurt. To this day, I have yet to tame a Kiyung better than Fluffy. Yeah, no matter how utilitarian they might be, it can be easy to get attached to most any animal. Fortunately, the Yeti are an enlightened race and have a way of honoring our Kiyung that have become too old. Oh, that's good to hear. After bludgeoning the Kiyung to great and honorable death, the flesh is stripped away from the bone, every bit of which is ground to a fine powder that is then added to your Nico. What? What is Nico? You refer to it as tobacco. Oh my. All right. Well, we're going to take a moment to clear the air. Uh, we'll be right back. Sundials. They're attractive, powered by nature, and useless during nighttime. Until now. Introducing the Sundial Buddy. Easily attaching to the most commonly sized sundials, the Sundial Buddy is powered by solar cells that charge during the day. But come nighttime, the lamp on the Sundial Buddy automatically turns on and illuminates the timepiece as if the sun were up. And, thanks to the device's patented motor, the resulting shadow on the dial shows the correct time. The only thing that you have to do is remember whether the given time is a.m. or p.m. The sundial buddy comes in either a copper or faux stone finish, and is available wherever fine timepieces are sold. The sundial buddy, another absolutely necessary product from Ron Khan.
commercial airline crashes. They're horrific events for everyone involved. But there's a different type of airplane accident that's responsible for more injuries than is every commercial airline accident in history. I'm referring to paper airplane accidents. Hi, I'm attorney Chase Ambulance, and I believe that for far too long, the big paper companies have avoided responsibility for paper airplane accidents. Whether those accidents involve a pointed nose to the eye or a paper cut while folding, the big paper companies have yet to spend one dime for their role in these types of injuries. That's why I'm asking you to join me as I represent the people injured in paper airplane accidents in a class action lawsuit against the big paper companies. If you or a loved one has been adversely affected by a paper airplane, please visit my website, Big Paper, Big Responsibility, and schedule a free consultation. With my 25 years of experience representing people just like you against large corporations, I have what it takes to make the big paper companies fold. Visit Big Paper, Big Responsibility online today. Welcome back to The Gone Show. Welcome back to The Gone Show. This evening, I'm joined by Jay Stewart, John Mitten, and Orson Escanaba. Tonight, among other things, we've been discussing tail fins. Now, Jay, I know that you mentioned liking tail fins. Did you happen to ever own a car with tail fins? I'm very happy to be able to say that I did. The first of which was a 1958 Ford Thunderbird. Oh, nice. I'm not a quote-unquote car guy, but I like cars, and that's a nice one. I've always loved Thunderbirds. Yes, I always considered them to be rather snazzy. Now, I have to say, and this is by no means an insult to your T-Bird, but in researching tail fins, I found that compared to other major automobile manufacturers, Ford didn't get as swept up, so to speak, in tail fins. From what I remember, that's true. So, just who started all of this sheet metal flamboyancy? Well, I found that credit for the invention of tail fins, as we know them, is usually credited to either Harley Earl or Franklin Quick Hershey, or both. Earl was the design chief of General Motors at the time, and Hershey also then worked for General Motors as a designer. Unfortunately, with the discrepancies that I came across, I can't say for certain who deserves the credit. However, there is a consensus about what we now know as the Lockheed P-38 Lightning being the inspiration for tail fins. The P-38, if I'm not mistaken, that's a fighter plane with twin booms. Correct. Apparently, the tail fin on each one of its booms gave someone the idea to incorporate them into the rear of a car. Interesting fact, it's been said that during World War II, the Luftwaffe referred to the P-38 as the fork-tailed devil. The fork-tailed devil. What a glorious name for a Kiyong. I suppose it is more intimidating than spoon-tailed devil. 
Anyway, according to my research, our concept of tail fins first appeared with the 1948 Cadillac, and tail fins continued to be a common feature of automobile manufacturing until the early 1960s. And just how big did these things get? The 1959 Cadillac seems to have been built with the tallest tail fins. Um, they're almost as tall as the car's rear window. They were sharp, too. A gentleman who I used to do business with owned a 1959 Cadillac. When he was showing it to me, he used one of its tail fins to open a piece of mail. If I'm remembering correctly, it was a clean cut, too. It is never inadvisable to defend your rear. It may surprise you to know that at various times of my life, I myself have had to watch my back. Good. You can judge yourself by the quality and quantity of your enemies. Actually, Jay and Mr. Escanaba, you bring up something interesting. Apparently, there are numerous instances of people having been injured by tail fins. I, I think I may have accidentally walked into one of my tail fins once or twice. And did you leave the tail fin bloodied? Well, no, but I do think that one time I may have hit my funny bone. That is too bad. All right, well, it's about time to wrap things up, so I'd like to get everyone's final thoughts on tail fins. Uh, Jay, would you mind getting us started? Of course. Tail fins take me right back to when I was building my business and making something out of myself. Back then, whenever I was driving to the office early in the morning or heading home late at night, it was as if I was surrounded by flocks of airplanes and rocket ships, and I miss them. John? If you can do something with a bit of flourish, even if it's just going from one place to another, I think that you should do it. It would appear that the downfall of the tailfin is a loss. And Mr. Escanaba. It sounds as though these tailfins were an amalgam of great things, specifically danger and pomp, and the loss of any of those things is a great loss indeed. Well, thank you for your thoughts. Tail fins. You might still see a suggestion of these design elements in a small handful of modern automobiles, but these nubs and accents don't even begin to cast a shadow on the great tail fins of the middle of the last century. Thank you everyone for joining me here tonight, and thank you listeners for listening. Until next time, good evening and good gone. The Gone Show was produced, created, performed, and written by Bannon Backus. The Gone Show is a presentation of BoomTube, B-O-O-M-T-O-O-B. All rights are reserved. Visit BoomTube online at BoomTube.com and Facebook.com slash BoomTube Network.